Hey gang, this is John Syatt. Well, many years ago, I was actually in 2008 and 9, I was highly stressed. Now, I didn't know it, but I was highly stressed. And there was a point in time where I thought I was literally dying. I thought that I had a brain tumor. I thought that I had MS. I thought that I had throat cancer. I absolutely knew that I was dying. Now, you might ask, well, how did you know that? And if you had those things, why are you still around? <laughs> well, the bottom line is I played doctor on Google. Uh, I diagnosed myself, and I had determined that I had those things. So I went and saw an internist. I went and saw an ear, nose, throat. I went and saw a neurologist. I went and saw um, my general practitioner. I went and had five MRIs done, and they could not find a single thing wrong with me except one thing. Everybody kept asking me, are you under a lot of stress? And I said, well, a little bit, but I'm not stressed. I'm not, I'm not anxious. I'm not stressed. That's what I kept saying. I was absolutely certain that the way I was feeling had nothing to do with stress. Well, folks, about, uh, what is that? 15 years later, I look back and of course the obvious answer was yes, I was highly stressed. I was highly stressed. There was a lot going on in my world. There was a lot going on in the world that led to my stress. Now, what's my point? Well, my, my point is this, that we all have what I call self-talk. It's the conversation we have with ourselves. And I believe the single most important conversation that you and I will ever have is the conversation with ourselves. We can talk ourselves into seeing things worse than they are, right? Or talking ourselves into believing that we're not capable of addressing or overcoming our challenges. I'll give you a great example. Uh, imagine walking down a pathway and you see from a distance a snake. Now, I don't know about you if you are a fan of snake or, or snakes or not, but I'm not necessarily a big fan of snakes. I'm not mortified by them, but you know, if it's a rattlesnake, I don't want to get close to it. So you're walking down this pathway, and the closer you get to this snake, you say, oh my gosh, it's a snake. And so the adrenaline starts to pick up. The heart rate starts to increase. You start to feel that rush of energy, that nervousness. You maybe start to sweat. And then you get close enough to the snake and you realize it's not a snake at all. It's a rope that looked like a snake. And your brain told you that it was a snake. And as a result, physiologically, your body responded as if it were a snake, even though it was actually a rope. John, what's your point? Well, my point is this. It goes back to what I said. See things as they are, not worse than they are. And stop having conversations with yourself that are unempowering, saying that you're not capable of overcoming the challenge. Look, gang, I get that things have changed very quickly in our business. They have. That's a fact. But see things as they are, not worse than they are. Interest rates are still at or below the historical average for interest rates in our business. People are still buying and selling real estate because people are getting divorced and need to sell. People are dying, sorry to be morbid, but they need to sell homes for estate purposes. People are getting job transfers and need to sell a home. People who have money aren't as impacted by the change in interest rates and don't quite frankly care and are looking to upsize or downsize. There are all sorts of reasons why people are going to continue to buy or sell real estate. Here's what I would say to you, and I want you to just hold on to this. No one knows enough to be a pessimist. You don't know enough to be a pessimist. You don't know enough about this market to be a pessimist. 
I mean that. You don't. And you might say to me, but John, wait a minute. No one knows enough to be an optimist. Okay? Let me concede that. That is true. But it does not mean that the first statement, that no one knows enough to be an optimist, is not true. They can both be true. No one knows enough to be an optimist, but no one knows enough to be a pessimist. Well, what does that mean? It means that it is a choice. You get to decide whether you're going to be an optimist or a pessimist. So how many of things that you say or scenarios that you create in your head that are negative? See, we get to assign the value to things that happen. You can assign a negative value to interest rates changing. You can. And you might say, well, what's there to see positive in increasing interest rates? Well, how about the fact that it's going to slow down the craziness that we were seeing in real estate that was not sustainable, that would lead to a bubble, that would lead to a collapse? How about that? How about the fact that if you're a buyer now, man, you actually have some choices and you can take some time and you can actually find programs that would allow you to actually purchase the home. So there are all sorts of things that you can focus on. What is it that you're going to focus on that's going to allow you to empower you to go out and achieve ultimately the things that you want? Gang, let me just make this last statement. Focus is a powerful thing. It's exceptionally powerful. What we focus on, we get. And so if you want to focus on all the negative things and create a pessimistic story about what's going on in today's marketplace, you're going to get negative, pessimistic, horrible outcomes. But if you will look at it and say, yep, things changed, and that's okay, and it's still a great time to buy and still real estate for all of these reasons, then that's the sort of outcome that you're going to experience. At the end of the day, at the end of this message, at the end of my point, it is simply a choice. What are you going to choose? Give these things some thought, and as usual, I'll see you at the top.